Well, good morning and welcome to uh, the Real World Podcast. Uh, good morning for us. Whatever time it is for you that you're listening to this, good morning. My name is Tyler. I'm your host uh, and I'm here with Scott and Bobby uh, who talk about real issues in a real world bridging the gap between boomers and millennials. How are you guys doing? I am doing well. I'm doing well too. Oh yeah? Well, I'm doing more well. <laughs> wow. Wow. Double well? Yeah, double yes. well. It is well. Yes, it is well. With my soul. With my soul. I just yeah. hung pictures this morning that said those very words. Oh. Ah. Yes. Do you know the context of that song? No. Why don't you share that with us? It was a, a guy whose whole family had just died. Oh, man. And, Which one? And then I'm he trying to penned think. those words on paper. I'm trying to think of what that is. Like, who, who was that? I don't remember. Oh, his sure. Name. You only I give us a half story. Yeah, well, I'm only a part five. You're going to have to explain what that means. Those are pretty. Oh, the Enneagram five. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I only have like, I'm not just five. I have other things too. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Just checking. I I can't remember the name of the hymnist. Hymnist? The man who wrote the hymn? I think that's the name of like what a person who writes a hymn is called, but I don't know his name. Yeah. I I don't remember the name of the hymnist, but uh, that is true. He uh, and his family were on a ship crossing the Atlantic. They were on a different ship, and mm-hmm. he watched their ship sink. Oh, how horrible. You know, I just recently um, got a book um, for the coffee table that's it's like the what's behind the 150 hymns. Oh. You know, the story. I haven't really started reading it because just moving, and, you know, I don't have time to read yet. So I'm looking forward to being able to open that book soon. Wonderful. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, that I, sounds you know like what? it'll be a good one. I bet you that one's in there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm going to sure look it, it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking it up. Look it up and tell us if our stories are well. Okay. With your soul. <laughs> With my soul. <laughs> okay. If we've corroborated our stories. Okay. I will do that. I will do that. <laughs> You're making less and less sense to me. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't not know. making a lot of sense to me today. I don't know either. if I'm taking crazy pills yeah, well, or. You know, it's well, you are, but that's a different issue. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's morning, but at least I have coffee. Bobby That's brought true. coffee again, so <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and I brought um, s- maple cinnamon rolls. Yes, that are probably a thousand calories a piece. Yeah, yeah, they're delicious. Oh yes, they are. I'm sure. I saw you eating one. I don't know why this might be a little like controversial. <laughs> uh, I don't like con- cinnamon rolls. Okay, that is really controversial. Okay, there's something These wrong with you, These are maple Tyler. cinnamon rolls. Yes. I really... They're cinnamon rolls. I know. Everyone, like, I, I know I'm wrong, but, like, ever since I was a kid... <laughs> no, you're wrong. Yeah, I know I'm wrong. You're not entitled to, to want to no. eat what you want. No. But, like, ever since I was a kid, like, my dad would make cinnamon rolls, like, you know, on Saturdays sometimes, and it was just always, like, like you know, my siblings would be all excited, and I was just always like, oh... But cinnamon Gross. rolls bring such joy. Uh, it, right? And and what would he do at our home on Christmas Day? It's he all about the quiche, quiche and quiche cinnamon rolls. I mean, quiche I is very different than cinnamon rolls, though. It, it is. But, you know, we want to be able to partake in both. Well, I loaded up on the quiche. Okay. I, I, I never... You don't shy away from the quiche. I don't shy away from the quiche. Okay. But what, what's happening with Christmas this year? <laughs> I, I think no I, We're having I think, it at our home. I think we Christmas have it at Brian's was canceled. <laughs> no, we're going to have it at, at, at Mom's I house. I want to do it at Brian's house <laughs> no. where there's no tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Yeah, he doesn't plan on doing any decorating. I could give him some things. I mean, we never decorate either. No. Uh, I want to this year. You want to do a tree? Yeah. Awesome. It was just last year. I don't remember why last year was uh, like tricky. We didn't do it. But the first year, like we had just moved in. And we had the like, tree for the first year. You had the tree. Yeah, we had well, the, you tree. the tree for the first six it was, months. It was the year. It, was the, it wasn't a Christmas tree. It was a year round tree. It was a year round tree. It was a year round tree. It just didn't sit in the corner for like a long time. Yeah. And then oh, we yeah. threw it outside for an extra month. And then we threw it away. <laughs> threw it in away. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, um, Sorry. Yeah. That's funny. But I think, I, I think we will this year. Yeah, do you want to do pumpkins like to. too? Uh, probably not. I, I don't really care about Halloween decorations. Can we mm. buy a bunch of bunnies That's for fall. Easter next year? Thanksgiving. Sure. Right? Yeah. I, I guess in. I just mean I don't care about any <laughs> fall can, decorations. Can we buy a bunch of bunnies for Easter next year? <laughs> live ones? Yeah, live bunnies. We're just going to set live bunnies loose in our housing development. <laughs> we'll paint on them Happy Easter. People we'll are finding them. these bunnies. We'll number them. And then you got to try to find all the numbers, but we'll skip a few numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so people are like, oh, that one's still missing. I don't know where oh, it is. No. Oh, goodness. Oh, it's so good. It feels so good to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're, we're, you know, rebellious decorators. <laughs> yes. <We're, laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Christmas could be odd for a lot of people this year. I yeah. think we've had, like, a lot of people have COVID <laughs> birthdays, which was a weird experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a COVID Easter, which mm-hmm. was a very mm-hmm. weird experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're approaching what could be a COVID Thanksgiving and COVID, COVID Christmas. COVID Christmas. You know, I've actually been thinking about that. Of course, you know, we've been talking about it. We recently moved into a new home. And so how exciting at the thought of being able to have so many people over. I mean, I'm all about the, I love to have Christmas parties and um, I feel all about like the hospitality. Someone needs to write, I'm dreaming of a COVID Christmas. <laughs> but like who wants that yeah nobody wants that maybe but, it's a nightmare but i'm wondering it's like who's gonna come to my christmas parties are they gonna be afraid because of covid or maybe. do we have do we have parties we have to wear a mask no just buy a bunch of vespas <laughs> with ipads on them vespas <laughs> Or what are what are uh, just a bunch of little robots with wheels, <laughs> and then everyone can just <laughs> everyone can just video in. I can't even stop laughing. That's Around the inside. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a good idea. <laughs> it's. You know what? I'm, I'm I'm reminded of Rosie on the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, perfect. Just, just, you but know. just then, just crudely tape like iPads <laughs> on the front, and then just video chat with all the people, and then they could drive around the house like it's still a party. <laughs> oh, goodness. oh my goodness! Yeah, oh, I'm gonna wow. stick to it. <laughs> I okay. think what you were, the word you were looking for was segues. Segways was originally. But now I want the motorized scooters. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, fortunately we do have a lot more room in the new home. It's all very open and everything. Yeah. So we could. You could um, fit at yeah. least six or seven Vespas in there. <laughs> oh goodness. How fun to think about it. <laughs> 
Well, uh, let's uh, let's <laughs> jump right in uh, to uh, our, our core conversation. We're covering, uh, again, two more of the fruits of the Spirit. And as we work our the way... The last two. The last two. The last two. Or, or the, the first, first two, depending on first how you look two. at yes, it. Yes, it depends on I how you look at it. I would say more people say these are the first two. <laughs> I think so. They, yeah. Like definitely. 99% of people would say these are the first two fruits this, of the Spirit. This is true. Do the three of us represent 1% of people? <laughs> wow. No. I just can't say 100%. <laughs> Got it. Because there's at least one person who thinks these are the last two. Yeah. I mean, it's us three right now. Yeah. And anyone That's who's true. been listening along. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's not uh, break with tradition and we'll just continue to go backwards. Yeah, let's, let's Absolutely. go to Absolutely. We're, uh, we're kind of backwards people, so yeah. you know. So uh, <laughs> this morning, I'd love for us to talk about joy mm. uh, and how... Uh, like what joy, you know, really is like how it's different than maybe happiness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what joy looks like as a uh, fruit of the spirit rather than just, uh, you know, something that happens may- maybe as a result of circumstances. Totally. What, when we talk about like joy versus happiness, what comes to mind for you? Um, I think of... Pardon me. I think of happiness is really more of an emotion, whereas joy is just something that's like everlasting. That's just that's just ever present, um, regardless of circumstances. And again, happiness is tied more to your circumstances and what's going on. That's kind of how I would differentiate between them. Yeah, I think happiness is very circumstantial, and mm-hmm. I think joy, similar to peace. Um, is based off of that worldview mm-hmm. of knowing all the things of the past, the present, the future about how God is relating to us and how we're saved and, and all those things. And it creates within us a, I mean, you can't define a word by a word, but it creates in us um, like a uh, non-temporary happiness almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not based on circumstance. You could still be joyful and be having a really bad day. Right. Or having a really bad year. Or having a really bad life. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I just want to interject for our listeners who hear the dogs. Uh, <laughs> our our puppy and our older dog love to play fight. You know, Especially that, when we're recording. Especially when we're recording something. It's true. Uh, and so just know it sounds worse than it is. They're having the time of their life. They're so. having fun. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just had like an eye, like an eye flutter. And I, just I had think like you a had floater. a seizure. I had like a floater uh, in my eye. You ever get those? Open. Yeah. Where like your eye just gets a little blurry in one spot and then you got to like blink to like make, it's like a particle like in your eye. Yeah. No, I, I had those years ago, but I have to tell <laughs> You've you. You've never oh, had no. a floater? <laughs> yeah, I think it's calcium is what that is. Mm. But I have to share with you, this is just really, it really freaked me out. On Monday morning, I stopped to get um, down to Jake and Joyce, um, not to confuse Joy, my daughter-in-law, with Joy mm. that we're talking mm. about. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. <clears throat> anyway, I, was, um, I had gotten gas, and I went through the car wash. In the middle of the car wash, all of a sudden, everything went, like, completely blurry. Wow. That has never happened to me before. It freaked me out. It wasn't just the soap on the windshield. Well, yeah, are you sure? it wasn't. But you know what's? You know, I, I, I. About a minute later, it went away and everything was fine, and it never came back. But I'm wondering, like, 
I don't know what that was, but that was just like really kind of freaky. So I can kind of relate to you. So you guys don't see Scott and all the facial expression and wincing that he was making from this floaty in his eye. But um, I can yeah. relate to that. Eye floaties. Eye floaties. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Not me. They're this the, is all the, news to me. They're the root of my joy. Eye floaties. <laughs> the root of your joy. <laughs> I'm confused. Not, not really. I, I think I think the thing I'm most hung up on is <laughs> the Vespas. No, <laughs> calling them I floaties. Like I don't know. It just makes it's me like it's just floating around in the, yeah, the liquid I, on I, your I, eye. It, it I really get does it. Just do that. Yeah. It's really strange. I get it. It just makes me uncomfortable. I think. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh. uh in what ways, like you had kind of drawn some correlation, in what ways does uh, joy look a lot like peace? Uh, yeah. For, for, I think joy has a lot to do with peace in that um, it's not based on circumstance, but it's based on the knowledge of what was, what is, and what will be of we are in relation. Uh, God created us for relationship. He's invited us into that relationship. When we sinned against him, he created a way for us to mend that relationship. And we know that he's going to perfect that relationship in the future. And so, um, joy is knowing that even in bad circumstances, even when things are hard, God loves me. He wants what's best for me. He's pursuing what's best for me. And, uh, even if everything in this life turns out really bad at some point I get to be with him and I get to have that perfect relationship where there is no more pain. There is no more tears. There is no more of the, the badness of this world. And so we, we can have joy in that, that those things. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> pardon me. I think we just have to look again, as we talked um, in our, our previous podcast, we, we have to look at the eternal, um, focus and recognize where does our joy come from Mm. and um knowing that it comes from the lord we need to keep looking at him regardless of our circumstances so i think just recognizing where that joy comes from is is really important because when you think about the emotional when we think about the happiness and and we talked about it being really more emotional we know that our emotions go up and down yeah all the time and um but our joy should be constant and that joy as in the Lord and, and just having that, that peace. And we could really attribute most of the fruits of the spirit to that. You know, when we think about that, um, I'm trying to think of the word that I would use, but just, um, in terms of just that, and I guess peace is probably the best one I can come up with, but that peace that you have in your knowledge, in your relationship with the Lord and, and it's almost, I don't know, where you just want to do a big sigh or something where you just, you know, feel. I think it's important right to note, too, I, I, as we talk about like um, joy, too, um, it's not always an expression like happiness. Mm-hmm. Right. As Jesus, for example, is um, always in relationship with the Spirit and is always having these fruits of the Spirit in his life we still see him have difficult times and even cry and have difficult days. And so joy doesn't mean you don't express your negative emotions at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Like joy is the 
internal knowing that everything is going to be fine even after this is over and i think about that like during again this we talked about this in our last podcast about the importance of community and how important it is to be able to be around other believers that are going to lift you up because they're going to help you maintain that joy regardless of your circumstances and that's really um you know the lord didn't say we wouldn't have difficulties or pain but that he would be with us during that time and when I think about joy, it's joy in all the struggles, joy in all of the, the trials, like you said. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have negative emotions or situations that are going to be very difficult to deal with. Um, but I think we have to turn around and always look to the Lord for that. You know, with that, just expression of gratitude and thankfulness for, um, well, one, for giving us the life. And um, just the recognition of that glorification in him and that that's how we ultimately are going to be spending our time. Mm-hmm. So. As we talk about uh, as we talk about joy in being a fruit of the spirit, of course, what we're talking about is something that is supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you guys think that joy is something that can't, can and does exist naturally or is exclusively can be had through relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I I mean, I think there's different viewpoints on this. I would say all of the fruits of the spirit have tastes of itself within um, various parts of like just human humanity. Um, But when we're specifically talking about the fruit of the spirit, it is something that is only within relationship with the spirit. So I think, um, I would never, I don't, I don't think I would make the claim that if you're not a Christian, you can't have joy, but I would definitely say, uh, if you're not a Christian, you can have the fruit of the spirit of joy, which is just the overarching, once again, um, joy in knowing that even when this is all said and done, like I'm going to be with the Lord and everything's going to be excellent and great. And, and so people that aren't saved don't have that. They don't know that. But I think, like, for example, like, I think the way that we talk about joy in a non-Christian or non-spiritual gift way is basically, like, an extended happiness over it. But it's still very circumstantial. But I guess technically you could say that our joy is circumstantial, too, just circumstantial in the future, not circumstantial in the now. Yeah, I I think that's a good way to put it. And I think about, if I think about somebody who would a non-believer um, expressing joy, it would be more just in, you know, worldly pleasures. that, Or like someone has a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Like someone, it's a, it's a circumstance, like people are filled with so much, so many emotions beyond happiness. Mm-hmm. For example, when, when these like major life events happen and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so like, I wouldn't say it's not joy because it is, it, even if something negative happens in that time, like they're still going to be filled with this joyousness around this circumstance. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not like the first time you, you change your newborn's diaper. It like, you're like, Oh, well now I don't care about this kid anymore. Like, you know, like it doesn't like it's, it, it's that joy overrides (laughs) all Mm -hmm. of the, the negative things. And that's where, I mean, I don't know if you intended the segue or not, but joy and love are very connected is, uh, it's there we we find joy in relationships with love mm. hmm. why do you think that is 
Um, because I think that's how we were created. God created us for relationship. And so joy is ultimately, I think, fulfillment of some basic desire that God created within us. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's, man, I'm finally getting what I feel like I was created for. Mm -hmm. And so I'm filled with joy out of this thing. And we were created for relationships and love with each other. And so when we experience those true things, like having a child or having like newly getting married or like being really close to the friend, whatever it may be. Like, I think these mm-hmm. are the types of circumstances we find joy in. I don't know anyone that is in true joy about making a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think that's right. happiness. Right. right. Like I would be happy too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I had joy. I find joy in the fulfillments of, of my creation. And that's in my loving relationships with other people and with God. And I would, I would agree with that. And I would say that like, when I think back to the different, um, times in my life where I felt really joyful, it was always a spiritual experience. Like, um, and it, <clears throat> pardon me, or just, I mean, I'm not going to go into any details, but just different things over my life. And I can just, I would always relate the joy with the Holy Spirit, you know, like that it was all, I don't know, I don't even know how to articulate this, but it was definitely connected versus like a temporary happiness mm-hmm. of maybe I bought a new car or, you know, whatever. But, you know, like I even think about like having a child that to me is a very spiritual experience. And, and so that joy, it like never leaves you. It never leaves you even when your child grows up and they're 30 years old. You Who's know, that? it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm the, I can't Brian, remember his Brian, name. Oh yeah. yeah, but he's not 30. Yeah. But anyway, no, seriously, it's like it doesn't ever leave you. You always, I mean, I would say the average person, the average parent is always going to have that joy for their kids and it's unexplainable. And so I guess that's kind of where I would go with this. It's like, it's unexplainable because it is spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not based upon circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so unexplainable. Yeah. And I think there are parts of the, the spirituality, I guess you could say, of things like that where you don't have to be a believer to experience it because, um, for example, I mean, one of the first commandments that God gives humanity is to be fruitful and multiply. And so in these experiences, like, they're still fulfilling God's commands. And so while they're not a believer and a follower of God, they're still reaping the rewards of following those commands of they're still being fruitful. They're still multiplying and having children, those things. And God built into those things, these pockets of gifts of joy and things like that. And so uh, to an extent, I think um, that's where we see some of the taste of joy being in the non um, it's not the, the fruit of the spirit of joy, but it is a taste of joy that is built into that, that structure of having kids or getting married or bu- being in those loving relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. So what is, as we sort of make that transition, what is love in terms of, uh, you know, the English word love, we, you know, uh, is a very ambiguous word. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, you know, being love yeah what does that really mean and look it's like specifically talking about the love of pizza got it <laughs> yeah um yeah I figured so, that might come up so you know. we, we talk about love in a lot of different ways so like mm-hmm. 
I love pizza. I love Tyler. I love my mom. I love God. I love all kinds of things, right? We say we use love for a lot of different ways. Um, and in the, uh, the Greek there, they have different words for all those different things. Mm -hmm. And so specifically in this one, it's talking about, um, just a, a love that isn't contingent on any circumstance. It's talking about a love that isn't necessarily like a brotherly love. It isn't necessarily like a romantic love. It isn't necessarily a love for family or friends or those types of things. It's talking about a love that is overarching for, for all things. And so really when we talk about love and we're talking specifically about the fruit of the spirit of love, I think first Corinthians 13 mm -hmm. is, is the go to to for that. And we really get to see uh, what love is in that chapter of it's the most important thing in life um, through the whole thing. At the end, it says, you know, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Um, it says if you, you could have all the, the money in the earth, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. You know, you could do all the right things in this life, like donating your body to, uh, I guess now we would say like donating your, donating your, your organs to save other people's lives or whatever it may be. You can have all, you can do all the right things, do all the right things, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, love never fails. It's patient. It's kind. It's all the other fruits of the spirit combined, essentially. Um, it has all these things. It has joy. It has self-control. It has, uh, love is kind of like the summation of all these other fruits of the spirit, but in action towards other people. And it's a choice. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna say that when I look through First Corinthians thirteen, you know, it really does encompass all of the fruits of the spirit um, in it. And so, like you said, I think love really does kind of um, is the what was the term you put the was it the compilation or um, it really is like the overriding or overarching fruit kind of contains everything else mm -hmm. um, because when when you read through it <clears throat> love is patient and kind it doesn't envy boast or dishonor others it's not proud or self-seeking so when I think about when we talked about patience you know if we're I think when we're not being patient we are self-seeking and we are being proud um, it's not easily angered again getting to the whole issue of peace um, it doesn't keep a record of wrongs and doesn't delight in evil. Again, same thing with with peace. Um, rather, love rejoices with the truth. It always protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres. Love never fails. And um, I think what you're saying, Scott, is exactly right. I think that's probably the best place to go to know what love really is with respect to the fruit of the spirit in comparison to what you started out with when you were saying, Oh, I love pizza. I love blue. I love whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's not really love, um, per se. So mm -hmm. in understanding what truly the fruit of the spirit when we're talking about love is. Yeah. I think, uh, love is what we start to show to people as, we can once again continue to build that relationship with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and we start to see all of these parts of the uh, fruits of the Spirit come together. 
now all of a sudden we become a person who we identify as, man, that person just loves people. Yeah. They are mm-hmm. so kind. Absolutely. They are so patient with people. They <clears throat> give people the benefit of the doubt. They try to hear their side. They um, persevere through the difficult things to try to continue the relationship over a circumstance. Like these are, it's, it's a, it's a love that isn't contingent on any thing that other people are doing. Mm-hmm. It's something that's coming from within and ultimately from the father who gives it to us first. And then we can show it to other people. Right. And he displayed that, um, by dying on the cross for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just the gift for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just truly gracious to us. You know, there was nothing required of us other than to accept that gift. Yeah. I mean, the Bible's pretty clear. We can only love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. And so it's through the the gift of Jesus dying on the cross. While we were still sinners, he died for us. While we were still his enemies, he died for us. It's just hard to comprehend, isn't it? Yeah. That kind yeah. of love, truly, because we know how temporary ours is. You know, we get upset with somebody or whatever. Not that we don't love them, but, you know, you know the, those feelings... Kind of, you know, that that um, intersection. Well, it's very conditional. Between, yes, it is. It, thank Even you. That's a good way to put it. Um, all, all, all of our relationships, for the most part, outside of our uh, love that God teaches us how to, are based on conditions. Mm-hmm. Family love is based mm-hmm. on conditions. Like, you follow these norms. Here's the family rules. You know, friends are based off of the, the same things. Like, here's our mutually agreed upon contract almost it's just a social contract Mm -hmm. you do these things and i'll do these things and we'll have this loving relationship and so all of our relationships everything we base our relationships off of come from these conditional loves which is why sometimes we struggle to understand god's love because we don't have any other thing in our life that's like it and so sometimes we cast then things and we project things on god because we think how we would react or how our friends would react or how our family would react to a circumstance. And we think, okay, well then God probably feels these ways, feels this way too, or does these things too, but it's just not the case. Mm -hmm. He believes all things. He hopes all things. He's he endures all things. His love never fails. He is constantly pursuing us. He is constantly wanting the best for us. Even when we do the wrong thing, even when we're not pursuing him, his love is always right his love is always there his love is always pursuing and so it's uh it's just so much bigger than anything that we have ever experienced outside of that one relationship with him so how would you how would you put it that like during these difficult times with with covid and just the the ugliness of all of the politics and you know, all of the hate that I see out there, like, how do we overcome that with love? Like, how do we, how do we push forward? I mean, I think it's, once again, I mean, one, it's a fruit of the spirit for sure, but it's also a choice. I think we have to identify uh, in Ephesians, it says that our enemy is not flesh and blood. In so much today, we are choosing to make other people our enemy. And it's just Mm -hmm. not the case. Mm -hmm. It's not the case. We need to have compassion for those people. When Jesus comes in uh, to Jerusalem on the donkey and it's Palm Sunday and he weeps. He weeps because he he feels so sorry for these people 
who he knows they're worshiping him now, but they're about to make the biggest mistake of their life. Mm-hmm. And he has compassion over these people. And I don't think we look on other people with compassion anymore. Like we don't look at other people and say, this is another human being. They have feelings. They have a family. They have friends. They have needs. They need a relationship with God. How do I, in whatever way I can relate to them and share with them who God is. We don't think that way. Mm -hmm. We think about me. We think about how do I get my agenda done? Right. Um, And so it's really, we need to humanize people again. Mm -hmm. We, we, we haven't had compassion for people. I don't think the only people I see that have um, real compassion for people are people that I identify as real, like big followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, that person gets it. They are so mm-hmm. loving. Mm-hmm. They love people. Mm-hmm. They're not getting caught up in these other things. They're just consistently and, and uh, fero- ferociously loving people mm-hmm. without regard to, you know, all of the, the discriminate discriminatory areas, you know, whether, you know, sex, race, religion, whatever, they just love others regardless. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that Jesus loves everyone mm-hmm. and they're going to love everyone just the way Jesus did. They're going to do their best at doing that. And don't you just love being around people like that? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I aspire to that. It's totally. our biggest calling. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I that's what... And my biggest challenge. That's what we're called to do. That's how we share the gospel with people. Mm -hmm. It's through how we love other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how, uh, I mean, we've talked about this a few times, but Mm -hmm. how how can we experience more of that love for other people? Yeah, I think it's twofold. I I think, uh, one, to kind of say what we say every episode is um, continue to build that relationship with the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit into your life, ask him to meet you in this way, to get to learn about him and build your relationship with him. I think secondly, we struggle to show what we can't receive. And so learn how to let God love you and accept that love that yeah, God knows you've messed up. God knows you've sinned. God knows you've turned against him multiple times in your life. He still chooses to love you. He's still pursuing you. He still wants you. Accept that and embrace that. And then once you can understand that and you've received that, it's so much easier to show it to other people. It's so much easier to let little things go when you realize the big thing that you've been forgiven. And so it's realize what God is trying to do for you, and then you could do the little for other people. I love to just sit here and be schooled by my son and my adopted son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm their, their age double. I mean, so yeah. it's like, but I think their, their 60 years of wisdom is far greater than mine. Oh, well, I don't know about all that, uh, yeah, but I don't thank know about you. that, but yeah. So, uh, so Shooty, uh, how, uh, as we've now sort of walked through all of these fruits of the spirit, um, is there anything that you feel like stands out like about them as a, as a collective rather than just, you know, mm-hmm. the sum of the sum of their parts sort of a thing? Yeah. There, the, the, the couple things I would say about that is love really encompasses them all. If you were going to focus on one of them, focus on love. 
Um, but secondly, like we've been saying for every single one of them, this is a fruit. It's a byproduct of relationship with, of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to achieve these things outside of that relationship. And so don't go pursuing love if you're not pursuing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Don't go pursuing patience or kindness or goodness or self-control or any of these things out of your own power, out of your own um, just will to, to do these things. They will come with relationship in the, with the Holy Spirit. And so put all of your effort there. Put all of your effort into Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to learn what it means to be in a relationship with you. I want to learn how to love you better. And then through that, help me to do these things for other people. And I think you'll see major rewards from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, it just seems like they're all in sync with each other. Mm. So as we look to the fruits of the spirit as, you know, having that relationship with the Holy Spirit and praying for that, that constant guidance from the Holy Spirit, I compare that to following the 10 commandments where it's like, they're all related in that, you know, you know, we know that if you, um, sin against one, it's the same effect mm-hmm. as sinning against all. So it's like... Well, it's funny you bring up the Ten Commandments because they're all summed up in love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And they so are. like, love is the law. It is. It is. And so that's kind of where it just kind of came to me, is tying that all together. It's like, it's all related. It's mm-hmm. all related. And our focus needs to be up. We need to be looking to the Lord for all things and, and we know that when we look to each other, we, we're going to be disappointed. We need to look to the Lord. And, I mean, we need each other, and we need to lift each other up, but our focus should always be on the Lord, not the person, but the Lord. Certainly, there are, like, there are some people who uh, actually believe that Paul's intent in writing this passage was to say the fruit of the Spirit is love, period. Mm-hmm. And then this the rest of the list itself. is yeah. we're, we're just ideas of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is how that looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not an exhaustive list. Uh, like, you know, and it's also not, uh, I think just the sum of its parts in that, like, it's not like, even though we did go through and, and I think there's value in going through and looking at each of these individually, the purpose of Paul writing this isn't to say like, this is it. And like you, like you need to like have each of these specific things. He's painting a picture Mm -hmm. for what it looks like when you're living in relationship with the Holy spirit. Uh, and it's certainly, like I said, not exhaustive. I think that there are other fruits to being in relationship with the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that aren't listed here. Um, and, uh, our our goal should not be to pursue peace, pursue patience, pursue goodness and kindness and faithfulness and, you know, all these different things that we've talked about. But our goal should be to look like the kind of person that all these things could be said about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we look to loving our neighbor as ourselves in addition to loving God, and all of those are byproducts right. of doing that. Right, Mm-hmm. And whenever we talk about like gifts of the spirit, we have to know that like in the context of Paul's writing so often when he's talking about like gifts, he's talking about the gift of eternal life too. And so there is a part of this that is, these are the things that are a taste of what eternity is. And so it's a way that we can begin now the, uh, 
the already but not yet the the taste of eternity in in today's day and age through these things if mm-hmm. you want to know what heaven is going to be like start to try to experience these things through relationship with the holy spirit mm-hmm. and you'll start to understand god and you'll start to to build that relationship with him even more well uh I think that does it for uh, for the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, we made it through. We, we made did. it through backwards. Backwards. Yeah. backwards. <laughs> Just like the alphabet backwards. Yeah. But we save the best for last, right? That's right. Because it encompasses all the others. That's so. absolutely mm-hmm. right. We kind of mm-hmm. had a plan there. Yeah, it was on purpose. Yeah, we definitely did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are actually, uh, we're getting into holiday season and, uh, so we're actually going to be taking, uh, a a hiatus. This will be kind of the end of our first season Mm -hmm. of, uh, the real world podcast. Uh, we will be, uh, coming back at the beginning of next year. Um, and we, we may or may not, uh, Bobby had mentioned, you know, I think last episode wanting to introduce, introduce, introduce a little bit more fun into this mm-hmm. uh and uh so we might be coming up with a little bit of some new formatting for you but uh thank you so much for for uh being on this journey with us uh through the first season of uh of this Real new world. podcast yeah, it's been Love a, it. it's been a crazy year it's been a crazy year for us to be doing this COVID. right yeah you know? yeah so I, I, I think from my perspective, as far as, you know, I, I love the idea of like taking a new direction and, and really focusing on what what we share and and what binds us together. Yeah. Um then what what keeps us apart. And I think about, you know, you know, our original vision for this was to bridging the gap between millennials and boomers. Mm -hmm. And, and I think we can do that, but just maybe from a different perspective. So instead of trying to tackle controversial issues and kind of getting each other's face, which can be fun, but at the same time, we have enough of that in this real world right now, Yeah, you know, um, let's maybe try to take a different approach on it and maybe we can, you know, interject some humor and just really try to, tackle it from how we're drawn together yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so i'm looking forward to that so it's been a an interesting first season um with what we've had to uh deal with uh, in the environment in the real world yeah <laughs> that's how the cookie crumbles it is how the cookie crumbles or um <laughs> in your case the maple cinnamon roll yep that yeah. hopefully that doesn't crumble. I feel no, like that true. would be a bad. Probably <laughs> wouldn't be a good cinnamon roll. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for yes, thank being you. with us this year, and uh, I hope to hear from you guys over the break and yeah. see you guys back here in January. Awesome. As always, uh, you can give us a follow on uh, social media on Instagram at the Real World Pod, Real World Podcast, Real, Real World, World Podcast, Podcast. Gosh. Real World Pod. Twitter is the Real World Pod. Yep. Uh, but Instagram is real world podcast. Uh, give us a follow. And uh, like Scott said, we'd love to uh, keep in touch with you guys. Uh, thanks for uh, for being on this journey with us. And Scott, Bobby, as always, thank you for being here and talking with me about this this, this morning. Thank it's been you. been a pleasure. Love you. Love you. Love